Listen up or run for cover. Dropping knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. The, the, the real Bradley Bombs is dropping. What it is, Brad Lee back again with another episode of Dropping Bombs. Today in the studio, folks, I've got a real treat for you. But before I introduce that treat, let me make sure that you get the subscribe button hit because apparently that boosts me in the ratings from what I hear. And I need to get up a few more notches. So subscribe and share this shit out. Now, back to the treat I got for you, folks. He's been here before. He's going to be a almost like a studio guest, like an Ed McMahon to Johnny I'll be Johnny. You be Ed. <laughs> Folks. That's right, Johnny. Coach Burt. Coach Michael Burt. You've heard him before. What's up, Coach? I'm doing good. I've been here with you for two days. Brought some fine folks with me. We've got a lot accomplished. Indeed. So we're walking out of here motivated with our prey drive activated. That's right. Ready to go monetize. Yeah. And I wanted to get you on the podcast, even though we got a short one, because we only got 30 minutes for you head off and do something else. But 30 minutes is good when it's Coach Burt, folks. Bomb Squad better get your ears on because, man, he drops bombs. He drops carpet bombs. Get ready. What's this prey drive? I like the name of it, prey drive. Prey drive is prevalent in animals, specifically dogs. A, a dog has a prey drive, and that is the animal's ability to stalk, capture, and kill prey. And so I'm sitting in a workshop listening to a person talk about and use this concept about animals. And and, I, and it occurs to me that that's really what I've been doing for the last 28 years is activating that drive. Two things occur to me. One, humans have a prey drive. It is the human's ability to see something optically with the eyes or mentally in the mind, in the imagination, and have the persistence and intensity to pursue it. So for the last 28 years as a coach, first as an athletic coach, now as a business coach, that's really what I've been doing for 28 years. And that gave me the the phraseology that I needed to say, this is what I want to be the number one guy in the world at, activating that drive. In people. In people, because it's date, it's latent, it's undeveloped, it's gone dormant, it's been suppressed, it's uh, complacent, it's stuck, it's static. And do you believe if somebody activates their prey drive, they will get a higher return on on life, everything on life on everything? See, the biggest fight we're we're facing right now in America is a fight against complacency, which is a gradual settling to a place of mediocrity. Nobody sends their kids off to school in the morning and says, "Hey, I want you to go gradually settle to a place of mediocrity today." You didn't send your kids off to school today and say that, right? No, but adults do it. And that's, and that's what happens. But every day, adults do it. So, what I did with this concept because I like codifying and taking a concept and packaging that concept in a way that a consumer could absorb is I study the top 20 motivational theories in the world. I basically realized that all those theories say the same thing. We move toward things we want. But what happens in America is we we have what we want. We got a nice house and a nice car and a nice job and a nice life and nice kids. And, and so everything's good. And because it's good, we no longer want anything. And that suppresses our prey drive. Prey drive has three components to it. It has to be activated, there has to be a persistence, and there must be an intensity to it. Then I codify that there's basically five things that activate that prey drive. So I've kind of taken this concept and made it more scientific 
based on qualitative research of 28 years of me coaching thousands of people, first as kids, and now some of the top business people in the world. How does it equate to sex drive? It is, it is, does equate to sex drive. Prey drive is sex drive. You move towards something you want, right? <laughs> How did I know this conversation was going to end up here? Well, only because uh, when you're talking about it, it sounds very similar to, it, a, pre, it, to it, a sex drive and some people lose theirs. Absolutely. So it, it, it's activated by something like, like sex drive. Men are very visual. They see something they want. They pursue it, right? Like that's part of their sex drive. That's part of their prey drive. They see something optically with the eyes and they pursue it with an intensity, with a persistence, depending on how bad they want it. And then on occasion, some of those men only pursue until they get. Well, then they run. That goes back to the the theory, which is what what drives complacency is we have what we want. Then we get bored. Then we want to pursue something else. Like if you study prey drive in an animal, what I found fascinating was that it said... Um, no external factor motivates the animal more than the ability to pursue the prey, meaning the reward is not capturing the prey. The reward is what? The ability to pursue the prey. So it's the same thing in humans, right? Like once you get something, like once you make a million dollars, what do you say? Well, I'm bored with a million. I need two million. And once you make two million, you say, I need five million. Once I won a championship, it was like, okay, I've done that. I spent 10 years, I did that. Once I made a fir- my first million dollars, like, okay, I've made a million bucks. Now, now what? It's like you pursue it. And then once you get it, it's like, now it's satisfied. Now I'm bored. Now I'm complacent, which is what most people fight every day, which is that complacency. And they're just comfy. They're comfortable because all their basic needs are met. What if someone's listening to this? They're like, bro, I got a strong prey drive, which means desire, but it's not necessarily the same thing. Well, they probably, the activation of prey drive is not the hard part, in my opinion. We can come to Las Vegas. All of these people that came with me will leave with their prey drive activated. They've been around you. You're a big thinker. They've been around your offices. They've been around Las Vegas. The prey drive can be activated, in my opinion, easily. I see something, boom, I want want it. A nice car can activate a prey drive. Where people fall off the wagon is parts two and parts three, which is the intensity and the persistence. And those are the other components of prey drive. So how do you get those people on par with that? Well, I think you first have to understand human nature. I'm a deep studier of human nature. And human nature tells me as a coach that people start with good intentions, i.e. prey drive activated. They fail to follow through for whatever reason, lack of discipline, lack of structure, lack of environment. We could get into Lack of self-love. Lack of self-love. Self-worth. Yes, and, and we can get into the activators in just a second, but you see that environment is a huge activator of prey drive, which is why some people perform very poorly at home, working from home right now, right? I, I bet you perform. Why do you get up and come to light speed offices? Activate your prey drive. I see you here on Saturday. I see you here on Sunday. I see people coming here. That is an activator of prey drive. Uh, environment. Well, what if you don't have an environment? What if you're just out there on your own, messing around? Then then that prey drive can start, not follow through, experience guilt. That's the vicious cycle most people have. They get excited, they fail to follow through, and then they experience guilt. The guilt is associated with grief. They are grieving their lost potential. That's what they're grieving. They're Mm. grieving, wasting time, energy, resource, potential. Potential is just 
the idea of kinetic energy that is stored until utilized. That's all potential is. It's an idea. It's, but it's got to be activated for you to manifest it, for you to reach it, right? Like we're here with people who are making over a million dollars a year. I would guarantee you they've to, they would tell you they're not even close to their potential, right? It's, it, it's just, so, so prey drive has to be activated every day. And then uh, expansion is an activator of prey drive. Environment is an activator of prey drive. Um, being exposed to other people is an activator of prey drive, right? Seeing something is an activator of prey drive. But I think the biggest one is actually fear of loss. That is my number one activator of prey drive, fear of losing. Why is that? People are more motivated by what they'll lose than what they'll gain. Isn't that interesting? So, so fear of loss can be a good thing. For example... We had huge months in October and November of this year. We did 1.3 million in sales in October. We did about almost 600,000 in sales in, in November. Those are big months for us, okay? Now, where did that come from? Well, it came from me being scared to death in February of this year when I lost all of my speaking business. And what I found was that I am my prey drive is activated by fear of loss and competition. So to me, the COVID was a nemesis. It was a worthy adversary. It was something keeping me from from reaching my goals. It's like, dang, it's on now. Now I'm ready to, now I'm really ready to figure this out because now I got somebody stopped me. When I was a basketball coach, I had one dude that I couldn't beat. He was my nemesis, right? But that, just playing him activated my drive because I wanted to beat him. It took me seven years to figure out how to beat that guy. Did you? I did. Now, why do you think the instinctual norm of people is to get complacent, I, lose that intensity? You know, I don't know. That's a great question. Why is that our norm? Because, you know, our brains take the path of least resistance. We as humans take the path of least resistance. We, we naturally contract and retreat to places of comfort. So it's like, why, why don't people go to a gym now on this F45 gym, right? And the very first week we, we ran a big promotion and you could work out with Coach Burt for the first week. We had 17 people show up, right? To work out with me at F45. On day two, uh, there were 13 people. On day three, there were 10 people. On day four, there were seven people, right? By day six, there was one little dude working out with me. <laughs> <laughs> but all those people wanted to get in shape. That's, but that is human nature, right? 17 started or ever how many started and one finished six days. And that dude's, he's still there. And it's all optional. You weren't even mandatory. And, but 16 fell off the wagon in less than six days because it was uncomfortable. You got to get up at five o'clock. You got to be there at six o'clock. You got you to gotta work the muscle and that's uncomfortable. So people naturally gravitate toward what's ever comfortable for them. You don't think it had anything to do with them needing to be naked? <laughs> that that may be a new promotion work out naked at f45 hey. we're looking for good ideas yeah. i don't know if i'd want to see everybody working out naked though and they may not want to see me working well, out naked. well you can you can apply you, oh i like this you have to there's a there's a qualification that's right you got to come in we'll, 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 we'll look we'll give you the once over <laughs> to determine whether you're allowed <laughs> So you do more than just activate prey drive. I know that you show people how to be a person of interest. You got a legacy selling system. You help all kinds of different organizations. You got several books out. Folks, if you guys want to follow dude, it's at Michael Burt on IG. You or 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 again, coachbert.com. That's correct. Go check out his website. You can find his books, his speaking engagements, his coaching, his monster academy, all the courses he helps people with worldwide. And you're getting you're you're blowing up more and more. I see you everywhere. You got a private jet now. You're running around 
being just living the lifestyle, aren't you? Well, I think it's this is this is part of prey drive because it's long obedience in the same direction. I, I don't jump around on what I do. I coach people. I have been coaching people for 28 years. And I think when you do something for 28 years, you get better at it and you see patterns. And I, I like to codify information and make it simple. So all of my concepts are positioned by concept. Person of interest is a huge concept from a book that I wrote. Lots of people, as a matter of fact, most of the people that flew out here with us, that's the number one thing they want to do is become a person of interest, right? Because then you're attracting business versus chasing business. Um, legacy selling was because most businesses don't have a selling system. And I'm a coach and I would never go into a game and not play the percentages. It's a game of probability to me. How do I drive up the probability of making a sale? And I do that through the daily actions that I take. So that's a selling system. How do you attack a day? How do you prospect? You know, explanation of service. How do you explain your value? How do you follow up seven to 15 touches? All of these are big concepts that are all in my Monster Growth Academy, right? Which is my light speed platform. All of those concepts are exactly what I train people and companies on every week. Every day. Every day. Plus you got podcast. What's your podcast called? Super Coach. Dude, go f- check out his podcast. The reason I'm popping this early is because we might run out of time. And when we do, we roll. Mm. We don't We don't mess around. <laughs> but make sure you guys are checking out his podcast and his books. I've known you for quite some time. Now, I've known you to be a very, uh, you know, I would say extroverted type person, but- I think maybe you would say you're not that extroverted. What would you say, introvert or extrovert? I would say extrovert. Although no. although I'm a creative by nature, meaning like an artist, I create. I, I study things and then I codify things and I need space from people to do that. But I watch and observe and you'll see me drawing on my iPad lots, right? Like I mental map lots of things. So sure I observe do. and listen to people. And then and, and then what really separates me from other people is I will go back and package and sell those concepts. Like I don't I don't when I hear something, I associate concepts very quickly. And I go, oh, that's a concept. Boom. I can write a book on that or I can create a program on that. And that's the part that I think people miss. It's like how do you find your special? How do you package it? How do you sell it? And that's really what people struggle with is the packaging and selling of their unique abilities, of their unique skill sets. And for some reason, that's just a, um, that comes natural to me. Do you have a course on that? Finding packaging and selling your special? Yep. That would be in person of interest. Finding packaging. Because again, to me, like, that's my problem. Yes. Like, you come out here, I see you taking notes. Next thing you know, I see you advertising a, a freaking thing that basically I talked about and i'm like dude i just had a conversation he's like that's good next thing you know you got 50 people at the at the lodge learning it yes but it's it's not learning it it's packaging it right that matters yeah packaging is anything the consumer can feel touch taste see i use the word absorb like like you have all of this knowledge years of selling years of working with the top people in the world it's all in your brain it's all in your experiences well how do i get it right like how do how do i absorb it how do you like an iv like how do you how do you inject it into me well that could be through your books podcast uh online academy right your learning system like if i wanted to learn under you and apprentice under you how fast could i learn everything you have well a whole lot faster if it's packaged into a way i can absorb it codified codified frameworks yes step by step step by step 
Yeah, that's the thing. If I could, if I could codify all of what I know, I could be a billionaire. Because when people come in and talk to me, like for ten minutes, they're like, "Wow, this is good," and then like six hours later, it's like, "Man, that was real good." But we just talked about the same thing over and over, and it's because there's so many ways to say the same thing that they need to understand. But you, because I've seen your courses and I've been to your events. It, you just lay it out, boom, 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 and when and when someone's done, they literally went from A to B. They've got tactical things that they can implement, and it makes big differences for people. Well, who you've trained under matters, and I was a deep disciple of Covey from eighteen to twenty-five. I didn't just read the book, The Seven Habits. I really went deep, probably deeper than most people on planet Earth. And what I learned from Covey is the way he packaged concepts. There's seven habits. There's a framework, right? There's there's the eighth habit that is another dimension to the first seven. And then I studied Collins and he had the five levels of leaders. Then I studied Lencioni and he had the five dysfunctions of teams. And then I studied Singy and he had the five disciplines of a learning organization. And I what I was really learning is how to package a framework, right? It's a it's a mental c- construct. And because I was a basketball coach, I had to take things and make them simple for my players. And there was lots of repetition. And I know you're a big fan of that. So there's so there's lots of repetition of the same thing over and over and over. But I had to use phrases that the players could pick up on and quick. So I brought that to my business coaching. And I said, man, it's complicated. Growing a business is complicated. It seems complicated to a lot of people. So what I try to do is deconstruct ideas to where they're simple. And I can deliver those in a way that people go, I could do that tomorrow. And I think that makes me a lot more practical than a lot of coaches out there. Yeah, because when I see people speak, you know, I go to these events, you're at some of them. I listen to all these high paid, big name speakers. And then I see you come out and it's like your speech always resonates with people most. Do you think it's because you've codified it so well? Yes, I think most speakers uh, pontificate and they give very 30,000 foot theory but people may get a little cotton candy satisfaction. They may feel good. Their prey drive may be activated, but they really didn't learn a methodology. And that's really what people need. A system. They need a system. And I lay a system out. Everything I do is systematized, everything. So it's like if I have an hour to speak, you know, when I spoke at 10X, for example, uh, Cardone wanted me to speak on how did I go from a high school basketball coach to where I am? So I codified it. Like I did this, I did this. And we called that inside the mind of a monster because my coaching program is called Monster Producer. I took that speech and turned it into a book, right? And that was the framework for the book is I did this, I did this, I did this. You can do it too. Because if I could do it as a high school basketball coach to hear, you could do it. So I hear lots of big time speakers speak and and maybe they said a few things that were good and it kind of flickered the prey drive, but, but it's like, what do I go do? Like, what's next? I've had people go through two or three days of training with people. It's like, what do I do next? What's the first thing I'm supposed to do? <laughs> like, like the dude was really good, but I don't have no idea what to go do. Okay. And I'm very practical. And I think that's just by who I was coached by and who I've been mentored under or who I've been a mentor, uh, a men, what do you say? Mentee, mentee. A mentee. Yeah. Apprentice. Yeah. So if I'm out there, I'm making hundred grand a year. I'm living decent, you know, one dog, maybe a wife and I want more, but I don't know where to start. Where would I start? Well, that goes to the system there's probably a missing structure in your system. Matter of fact, there's a missing structure in any business structure. Uh, There's billion dollar companies that I coach that are losing money in one area. A, they don't have the prey drive activated of all their people, number one. 
And once that's activated, right, now people come up, they're ready to go. They don't know how to explain their service or explain their value. They don't have a selling system or a daily prospecting system of how they attack the day. They do not have a million-dollar follow-up, which is a 7 to 15-touch follow-up, and most people do not have that, even big companies. They are not uh, mining their data for their acres of diamonds or extracting referrals from their current book of business, and they do not have a plan to become a person of interest. Those are six parts of a system. I could take that system. You could probably tell me right now, in my business at Lightspeed, we're missing these two components, right? Now, if we just feel those missing, if I brought them to your attention, and I enlightened you to that, which means to shine light on darkness. And you go, oh, we're losing money in the follow-up, man. We gener- I go out and generate all these leads. People see me speak. They could be light speed customers or have their own VT systems, but nobody follows up with them like they should be to the maturation of the lead, right? Until they've made a decision. And the word decide means to kill off. So to me, I take that structure into a company. We could take that same dude making 100000 fill one of those missing structures. He could very easily double his business. He could do 200000 or 300000 So, And the person doing a million could do $2 million or $5 million if they just fix those missing structures. And those are missing structures for everybody, including me, by the way. There's areas we're not extracting uh, enough referrals out of our current book of business. I think we do a decent job of cross-selling people or having multiple products. We're probably not working all the leads that I generate because I'm generating 3,000 leads every 90 days. We don't have enough manpower right now to 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 work all of those leads to their maturation, meaning 7 to 15 touches. So I'm losing money just like everybody else is, but I'm aware of the areas I'm losing money in. And now it's how fast can I solve those problems? And do you work on it every day? Every day. Is that what you wake up and focus on? What I wake up, then I have hacks. You know, people always asking me about hacks, like, you know, selling hacks. Well, my selling hacks are simple. Every day I start off with red zone conversions. And I learned that from Hugh Freeze, the football coach. I was doing a retreat with him. He scored more points at Ole Miss when he was there than almost anybody. Beat Nick Saban multiple times. And Saban's real good. And I asked him, what were you the best at? And he said, man, I was the best in the world at red zone conversions. Meaning when we get the ball in the 20-yard line, we score touchdowns. And I heard that and I go, man, that's a great sales technique. I want to know from my sales team every day who's in the red zone. Who, who's the closest to making a decision? Okay, that's one hack. Number one, I come in every day and focus on my red zones. Number two, I ask myself, is this a blue gill or a blue marlin? I.e., is it a small, small fish or a big fish? Blue marlin's big. Big opportunities, big problems, big money. And then I ask myself, what is a level 10 opportunity for me? And that could be through strategic partnership. It's not always selling somebody something, okay? I mean, I'm working on a deal right now that my payout on that deal is like 1.2 million for making an introduction to someone. I didn't wake up and sell a person something. I woke up and connected two people and I said, hey, if it works out, they closed like a $900 million deal. The commission's like 70 million, my take is like 1.75%. So it's 1.2 million for me to introduce two people to each other that are going to make a lot more, right? That's a, still a level 10 opportunity. I see a lot of level 10 opportunities with you because 50% of my population want to be coaches. They're going to need online academies. They're, see, I could assign one person to that opportunity with you and do nothing. I could become the best salesman for Lightspeed ever, Right. And that would be profitable for me and profitable for you. That's a level 10 opportunity. And it's recurring revenue. And it's recurring revenue. So when I wake up in the morning, I focus on my red zones, my blue marlins and my level 10s every day. And 
I'm prospecting every day. I'm doing something to generate new money every day in route to my dominant focus, which is the number I'm trying to hit every 30 days. Now, does your team focus on all the Blue Marlins? No, my team and sales team members focus on Blue Marlins, but I have people just calling and qualifying people from leads, right? And then well, I focus you, on a lot of those. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes <clears throat> those Blue Marlins take a while to land. You could get hungry and die, but those Blue Gill, they're everywhere. You could you could get thousand Blue Gill to feed a family just as easy as you can get one Blue Marlin to feed a family. Well, uh, lots of times Blue Gill start off small and become big. That's right. You know, and you don't, here's the real truth when you're selling. You don't know where your level 10 opportunity is going to come from. You don't, which is why you have to make the ask, why you have to knock on the door, why you have to pick up the phone, because it could start off as a little bluegill and turn out to be a blue marlin, right? When you go deep sea fishing, what do they do first? They take you out and you catch small fish and the small fish become the bait for the big fish, right? Same thing is true of selling. I can make X number of calls per day, to, per day and we do. I don't know where the next big opportunity. I didn't know I was going to connect two dudes that my payout was over a million bucks for me. I just was trying to connect two dudes because every day I'm working my system. And in that particular deal, instead of me selling somebody something, I use a, a strategy in my selling system called the connector or the top 25, right? Which are 25 powerful relationships. And I'm feeding people and connecting people to new opportunity. And that's part of selling too. Now, see, if I were listening to this, I'd be like top 25. Damn, see, What's the connector deal? And they're going to want to learn more. Where do they go? Well, all of this stuff is in my online academy, Monster Growth Academy, all of it. I break the selling system down. I break every part of the selling system down. My monster producer coaching program is in there for, uh, in modules where I teach live every month. So I'm still teaching, breaking content down, loading it to the online academy, Monster Growth Academy. And that's a great place for any person out there to start. And you practice what you preach. Hundred percent. You follow these systems. If you travel with me every day, and a lot of people do, they see that I do exactly what I tell them to do. If, if you, you know, my videographer who's here, he would tell you, I'm, I'm on the phone, I'm text messaging, I'm following up with people, I'm calling, I'm selling, I'm closing. I mean, I do everything I tell every, other people to do. What's your best closing, you know, line? Do you have a line? Uh, I can't help you till you commit. But once you commit, I'm not going to let you fail. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one well the word close because i know you're a big you, you study words like i do the word close means to bring two things together it means to bring something to an end and so what i say many times is look what we're doing is we're bringing two things together we're bringing your desire to solve this problem and my 28 years of experience of coaching people at the highest level right but i can't help you solve this problem until you commit and once you commit i'm not going to let you fail so I use a lot of closing lines. Uh, we lose 10% or more momentum every day. We don't take action. Can't help you till you commit, but once you commit, I'm not going to let you fail. What we're doing is bringing two things together. And so I have certain phrases that I use to try to get a person across the line to deliver certainty to them. What about decide? The word decide means to kill off. Now you say decide. Decide. Same word. Decide. Just the way, just the way you say Pesticide. it. Yeah, but it's like you say D decision side. means to cut away. Yeah, but you say D side. Well, I'm from Nashville, but but it's the same word. I'm saying decide. <laughs> you say it different in Vegas than I do in Nashville, but right. yes, it's the same word. But I want the bomb squad to be like, well, they're not even saying the same thing. He's yeah. saying D side, and he's saying decide. Decide. Yeah. Kill off. What are you killing off? Fear. See, most people don't understand. Like, I need to decide this. I want to decide that, and they don't understand that decide. If you look at the word, actually means to kill off. Decide. It's to kill something off. What are you killing off? Fear, 
uncertainty, vacillation. Well, aren't you doubt. killing off the other option? You're killing off all options. Because you made a decision. You, and what you're doing as a salesperson is you're helping a person come to a decision. You're killing something off. You're closing. You're bringing something to an end. You're bringing two things together. And I think the more certainty you have, now why would you have certainty? Years of experience of doing it, repetition, role play, testing, real life example. That's where the certainty comes from. Winning, the memory of winning is what builds your confidence. Confidence is the memory of success. Uh, Yes. That's right. (laughs) You you read that in swag, didn't you? Yeah. Now swag, uh, zebras and cheetahs or cheebras, not zebras. What was it? Zebras and cheetahs. Yeah. And then the new one, dog smell. (laughs) Thank you, Chuck McDowell. Uh, (laughs) Maybe dogs smell would be better than pray drive. I don't know. Um, But, but pray drive. The book is called flip the switch. The working title I'm working on. uh, I have an offer from a major publisher uh, right now on that book. It'll be out in 2021. The, the, The working title is flip the switch, how to activate the pray drive in you and your team. And that is a book about the three components of Prey Drive and the five activators of Prey Drive. It's going to be great for any person that wants to play at a higher frequency. Sales managers, leaders. Okay, and last but not least, because I know you got to run, Greatness Factory. You're opening another one out there in Nashville. And you got a nice little, it's almost like a co-op going where other entrepreneurs are able to work out of the Greatness Factory. Now, do you have it all sold out yet? I do not have it all sold out, but it is quickly selling out. So if there's someone on the bomb squad, because dude, I'm followed by all kinds of entrepreneurial folk mm-hmm. and they happen to be all over the planet, but Nashville, I'm sure. What? How do people reach out? Because I was listening to your program about that. I'm like, damn, dude, I damn near want to do that for Lightspeed. Problem is, is I need more space. Yeah. So, so it may not be a fit for everyone, but for those, it may be, it's the proximity that matters. It's not only, you know, convenient and it's already a badass location and there's already traffic coming in and out of people that could theoretically collaborate and do business with you just because you're there. But the proximity of, of, of all the big movers and shakers coming in and out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's not called the complacency factory. (laughs) I mean, we may open one of those across the street. And, And at the Complacency Factory, we serve a cold Budweiser in 10 minutes of coaching. At the Greatness, at the greatness Factory, well, it is, it is, I believe, in structures of exchange. And it has never led me wrong when I bring like-minded people together and allow them and create a structure for them to exchange what? Ideas, energy, ambition, money, joint ventures, relationship. So the Greatness Factory is a unique destination that allows the top people in the world to exchange. So there's permanent offices, there's shared office space, there's podcast studios, there's an auditorium, there's dream incubation, there's the monster tank, there is uh, dream foundries. I mean, this is a cool space, okay? It's not like a we work or industrious. It is a whole new level. And that is really going to be part of my legacy because as soon as people see the Greatness Factory, the first one in Nashville, they're going to want one in Las Vegas, Miami, Houston. We've already got requests from all over the country for people to have their own greatness factory to license those. So uh, it will be a really, really cool place where lots of big time things happen. Any beer served at the greatness? Just sure. complacent. Well, no, we'll serve beer at the at the uh, greatness factory as well. Maybe right. some, you okay. know, Paps Blue Ribbon. I don't know what you like, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure they have some beer and what wine they, and whatever. What they drink down there in Nashville. Oh, we're country folks, man. 
we what, what kind of beer is the number one down there? I, I don't know. I'm not a beer drinker. Well, you named Pabst Blue Ribbon. Well, I mean, I just joke. I knew, had buddies that drank that because they were, you know, cheap guys. Now, folks, if you guys want to follow, find out more about Coach Burt, go find him at Michael Burt on Instagram, CoachBurt.com. You can also just Google him. He's considered America's coach. He's got a, a an interesting perspective about a lot of things. And more importantly, he's got it broken down and codified. And, and dude, you just keep growing and growing and growing. I keep seeing you everywhere. And now I see you riding around in a private jet. I'm thinking, damn, dude. Oh, coach is freaking starting to live. <laughs> and then what's funny is you even figured out how to freaking monetize the jet. <laughs> yes. Well, then, then you got the, lodges and properties and vacation yeah. homes. Everybody wishes they have. And turns out like you do events and, and whatnot. Next thing you know, dude, it's a profit center and it's your property. That's a structure of do you, exchange. Do you teach people how to do that? Absolutely. So, dude, anybody could learn a lot of things from you. The question is, is, you know, what do you need to learn? What is stopping you and like I've heard you say a million times, most people are are, are not reaching their full potential because they don't have a good coach. Most people will never reach their potential without a person in their life who will have conversations with them they may or may not want to have, make them do things they don't want to do and become something they didn't think they could become. That's just human nature. Even Jordan, when asked what he would do without Phil Jackson, made a great statement about coaches. He said, don't put me in a position not to play without my coach. And that's the greatest player ever. Business people need to think like this. Every great business person has a coach. All of them. Just look at them. Every great actor. Every great Olympian. So, in my opinion, everybody needs a great coach in life. And that's really what we do is I'm a pure coach, right? 28 years. That's all I've been doing is coaching people. And now it's just at a much higher level. There you heard it, folks. Michael Burt. Thanks for coming in, Coach. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Folks, Thank you, man. If you guys want to share this out, I guarantee it is going to help other people. Until next time, as always, keep it real. This is Dropping Bombs with the real Bradley. Subscribe at droppingbombs.com.